0: from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. These books actually talk to kids in a really honest way, but a simple and direct way. And that's um, a, a great way to approach whenever a kid has a question. And so, you know, I very simply explained that there's a very sharp poke and it makes a teeny tiny hole that you can't see, but you don't want any germs to come in. So it protects against the germs, it's not really fighting against you know, a blood or, or a cut that you may have. I, so I'm impressed that, that questions- you were ready with that question. I feel like if my kids had
1: brought me that question, I would have been like, wait a minute, why do we need a Band-Aid? <laughs> I'm Sarah Fenske. Beth Bacon has been writing books for kids since 2016, but the St. Louis-based author's new book may be her most timely yet. It's a children's picture book, and it explains all about vaccines. The book is called Helping the World Get Well, COVID Vaccines,
0: and she joins us
1: today to tell us about it. Beth, welcome.
0: Thanks, Sarah, it's good to be here.
1: So Beth, this wasn't your first children's book about COVID. Uh, When did you first dive into this topic?
0: Well, I first dove into it, um, actually way back in April of 2020, when the disease was brand new, Um, there's an organization called the Emory Global Health Institute. And they had a contest for a picture book because they knew that COVID would be a really hard thing to talk about for kids, and they thought that a picture book would be a great way to help grown-ups bring the subject up with their kids.
1: And not only did you write the book in response to their prompt there, but you ended up winning their competition for the best children's ebook about the pandemic. What about this book uh, hit, hit so perfectly?
0: You know, I think that it was very simple um, and it, it just explained what COVID is, how it spread it. But it also said that there are helpers out there. And it mm-hmm. talked about um, you know the people in our community who are helping, um, everything from bus drivers to garbage collectors to people working in stores. And then it went on to really directly talking about the stay at home mandates and why kids weren't going to school. And it explained that not going to school it was actually helping so that the disease wouldn't be spreading.
1: I love this because this is kind of a theme that you continue here in your next book, Helping the World Get Well, in that I think so many of us can feel powerless and just buffeted by the winds of misfortune in the middle of this pandemic. And yet you're pointing out, like you can make these small decisions and kids can make these small decisions and really help other people.
0: Well, yeah, great. I I think that kids are people, too. um, And these books actually talk to kids in a really honest way, but a simple and direct way. And that's um, a a great way to approach whenever a kid has a question. And so you're coming into this next one. You're
1: dealing with some science here, but again, you're keeping it pretty simple. So what was your goal with this one?
0: Um, The goal with this one really was to help a kid who may be afraid of getting a vaccine to say that it's not really going to hurt very much, but it's going to help an awful lot. Um, And, you know, it does say at the very end, like of all the changes and all the things that a kid had to do in the last couple of years to help protect against COVID, getting that vaccine is one of the tiniest things, but it can make the biggest difference.
1: And so you're really putting it in perspective as well. Like this is not something you need to be afraid of. Yeah. So what research did you do going into this? Did you sit down with kids and try to get a sense of like where they were at and what their questions were?
0: You know, that's a really good question. I um, spend a lot of time talking to kids and at the time actually I was teaching. um, And so I did have a lot of conversations with kids, but really as a children's book author, I also spend a lot of time reading other books, and I I just have developed a way to talk simply and directly to kids in the language of picture books.
1: Hmm. I was gonna say, I get a fair number of children's books that cross my desk here, people who want us to cover their kids' books, and frequently I'll take these books home and try them out with my kids, and it's very clear from the first page that this is not a book that works for kids. And it's not clear to me exactly what the mistake is that most authors are making. Did it take you a while to kind of figure out how to get this in a language that made sense?
0: Oh, that's a really interesting question. the first story that I wrote, the COVID-19 helpers book for the contest, that actually came out very quickly because I, you know, at that time it was so intense and everybody was trying to read and learn and talk about COVID. Um, So that one really came out very quickly. The COVID vaccine one took a lot more research. I did research into what vaccines were and how they worked and um, you know, what kids would want to know about them. This story also goes into um, the main ca- It's a fictional story mm-hmm. about a kid who's afraid of getting a vaccine. And she has a friend who, who can't get a vaccine because of the way his body works, which is the kid version of saying, you know, he's immunocompromised and can't, isn't eligible for a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so this talks about how her vaccine can also help him.
1: So you're sort of getting at the bigger picture here, not just the individual kid, but like, hey, you're helping your friend who can't do this.
0: Yes. And it it hints at sort of the concept of herd immunity. And so the more people that have vaccines, the fewer germs there are out there in the world.
1: so part of what also makes this book work is it has such charming illustrations, you know, from sort of that opening spread where we see all the different little Band-Aid styles to just the the very cute pictures throughout this. And I understand you did not illustrate this yourself. How do you go about finding an illustrator and, um, you know, making the words fit with the pictures?
0: Yeah, this this book and uh, the COVID Helpers book were not really traditionally made because traditionally... Uh, if you're not a writer illustrator, you send your manuscript to the publisher and then the publisher deals with the illustrator separately from the writer. But because this was a contest, I got to work really closely with Carrie Lee, who is the illustrator. And, um, you know, we really worked on the whole concept for the book together. And and that, I I think I probably adjusted my words to make sure that they fit along with her illustrations. And a lot of that back and forth, I think, really made it work. And I love her simple and graphical style.
1: And so is she someone that, that you found, or you were paired with her through this contest?
0: Uh, actually, she is somebody I knew. And we were both members of the uh, local children's book writers and illustrators organization. And so we'd known each other for a few years. And when I found out about the contest, I called her up and I said, you want to do this contest with me? And she kind of said, are you crazy? We can't make a picture book in a few weeks because the deadline was very quick. And yeah, I guess I am crazy. I guess we're both crazy because we decided to do it and, uh, and we got it done.
1: I love it. And I also love that there's a group for this. So is this something where you guys are kicking around ideas or more just a support for what can
0: be a lonely job? you know i would say both of those things the organization is called the society of children's book writers and illustrators and it's actually an international organization um i'm a member of the uh, missouri and kansas chapter and i used to live in seattle and that was the chapter where i met carrie lee And so it is a great support. Um, They're all people who are dedicated to writing children's books. So if anyone out there says, I've got a children's book in me, join this organization. It will give a lot of support.
1: Boy, that's a great recommendation. So you and Carrie put this book together. The illustrations, again, they're so charming. They turned out great. This is, again, that rare kid's book that my kids really liked. This book really came together beautifully. Did you then go read it to some kids and kind of see how it was playing? Was there a focus group uh, part of this process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, you know, that would have been awesome, but no, <laughs> we just went for it. And, and so I know it's still very new, but have you gotten much of a reaction to it? Um, yeah, you know, I have had a couple of opportunities to read to kids through Zoom meetings, and the kids really were, were very engaged. And the thing that was great about it is that they, they then went on to ask their own Questions about vaccines. And that's really the purpose of these books to, you know, read the story, get them involved in the subject, and then they can ask questions that they've been keeping inside that they never had the opportunity to ask.
1: So, did they come up with any questions that ended up stumping you? I mean, you're not coming in as a scientist. I feel like my kids frequently bring me up short.
0: Well, the interesting thing about um, talking to kids is often they're questions are very concrete um like one of the questions was why exactly do you need a band-aid and i think that's a really good question they've all had some vaccine or another in their lives and there is no blood and, and they usually have a vaccine when they get a cut and there's blood and so you know i very simply explained that there's a very sharp poke and it makes a teeny tiny hole that you can't see, but you don't want any germs to come in. So it protects against the germs, it's not really fighting against you know, a blood or, or a cut that you may have.
1: I, so I'm impressed that, that question- you were ready with that question. I feel like if my kids had brought me that question, I would have been like, wait a minute, why do we need a Band-Aid? <laughs>
0: Kids are awesome, aren't they? They ask the best questions. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess I would say for for any parent, like just take a step back and realize that they really want a very concrete, very simple answer. You don't have to get into any really complicated things um, another kid asked like you know i noticed there was like some liquid in that needle what is that liquid you know and were you ready <laughs> for you... that one <laughs> well that one was that one was a little bit harder you know but you can just say that what's actually inside there are the ingredients for the vaccine mm-hmm. and those ingredients you know help work with the antibodies in your body and together this liquid and your antibodies will help fight the virus. Now, a doctor might say that isn't technically, technically, you know, as as accurate as it could be, but that's good enough for the kids, and they're like, oh, I get it, okay, so it's not just water in there, it looked like water, It's, it's actually, you know, the ingredients and the materials to fight against the virus.
1: Man, I can see why you're so good at what you do. I mean, those are some great answers. So I got to just recommend this book. If you have kids that are contemplating vaccination, they have questions about an older sibling's vaccination, this book is called Helping the World Get Well, COVID Vaccines. We have all the details uh, at stlonair.show or bethbaconauthor.com. You can also order your copy through that. Again, bethbaconauthor.com. Beth Bacon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. It's been great. We want to go out of the show. We asked for your ideas on how to talk to kids about vaccines. And David, who's a member of our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, actually recommended a song that we found kind of charming. It's called Shots Keep Us Safe by Erica Rabner. This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr and production assistance by Jane. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air?